freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Everybody, welcome to episode number 377 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com, where you set the price on guns, ammo, and accessories. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is License to Carry, and our guest is Carrie Grayson. Carrie owns License to Carry, is the Texas State Director of the DC Project, and is a firearms instructor at Buck and Doe's Mercantile in San Antonio, Texas. Carrie is a wife and mother of three children, as well as a boot camp instructor, a Department of Public Safety License to Carry instructor, and is the Membership Drive Director for the Texas Handgun Association. Welcome to the show, Miss Carrie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and looking forward to talking to you guys today. Absolutely. Well, I was just uh, telling Dan off air, you and I had a chance to meet in person in Florida when we went to a DC Project Leadership Summit. And, you know, for many years, I felt like I had to explain to our listeners, uh, okay, what is the DC Project? But I feel like we have such a presence now that I don't feel that same need to, you know, go back through history and, right. and, and tell people what we do. But basically, we are women dedicated to safeguarding our right to keep and bear arms all across the nation. And mm -hmm. so not just that piece, but all of these hats that you wear as an instructor, um, how did you get started in this journey of being in the firearms industry? Well, um, thank you for asking. It has been a really fast journey. Um, my husband and I uh, are co-owners of Buck and Doe's Mercantile. It's a gun range, indoor gun range in San Antonio. And that, we bought the range. Um, it was a feed store prior and we bought the range and he just did it kind of as an investment. Um, he's not a real big shooter or anything like that. He he expects me to protect him. You know, if somebody comes in the house, he's just going to go boogie boogie and then jump out of the way. That's his plan. That is an awesome thing. Yes. <laughs> so it all lays on me. That's fine. Yes. So, uh, so when we first bought the range, uh, I was on the boutique side. We have a huge boutique, you know, clothes, accessories, jewelry, guns, of course, everything. And I was a buyer. So I would go to Dallas and I would buy the products for the boutique. And then uh, we'd been open, I guess, maybe six months. And I had never shot, didn't grow up around guns. My, fam my family wasn't anti-gun, but we just, just wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I could care less what the gun range even looked like. Like I didn't even go in it for six months. And then I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I'll take a lesson. And I'm just going to see what, what it's all about. So 
I got my first lesson with one of our employees, instructors, Ron Benton. And I was like, this is fun. I like this. And I'm pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. of course, Ron is one of these guys that is like, you're amazing. You're awesome. You're great. He just kind of hypes you up. So I don't really know if I was all that, but anyway, it motivated me. So uh, prior to purchasing the gun range, let me go back a little bit. Uh, I was a music teacher for 20 something years. I taught public and private music, all grades, elementary through high school. Uh, I was a private piano teacher. I have a master's degree in uh music education with a piano emphasis. And so I love teaching. That's been my forte, forte for a very long time. And um, after I took that lesson, I was like, you know what? I think I could do this. I could, I could do something with this. So being the kind of person that I am, where I just kind of go full force into anything (laughs) and I just get it all. I went and got the USCCA instructor course, um, got that certification, went and got the NRA pistol, NRA rifle, NRA home safety firearms. I went and got, you know, to become qualified to teach the license to carry course in Texas and just went full force. Within that year, I did all those certifications. Um, So that is kind of how it all got started. I just, it's been a whirlwind and I continue, I always say, and I didn't make this up, but I always say sometimes the instructor, always the student. Because I believe, yeah, because I believe training is paramount to us growing as educators and um, trainers. So I attend training classes all over the country. I take from top level instructors, um, especially Tom Gibbons. I, uh, he's really been a great mentor to me. And I can say that I'm very proud because this weekend I completed his advanced instructor program, which was hard and humbling. <laughs> you're with, you know, you're with this upper echelon of people, shooters. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that category. And I was like, how did I end up here? You know, it's, it's I crazy. Love it. So yeah, and I and going back to um, I'll tell you a little bit what I think about like piano. I think that piano kind of led the way for me to become the shooter that I have become. Because with piano, you have a lot of similarities with shooting and playing. You have dexterity, you have eye-hand coordination, you have to depress the key on a piano, just like you press the trigger, the hammer falls forward, just like it does on a piano, hammer hits the string. So I think that led, God led that pathway for me into having an ability to shoot, so... I'm grateful for that. Yep. You know what I'm grateful for? Because I've been doing guns all my life. And in the 70s, women were not involved in guns very much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been having threats with our gun laws forever. They've been trying to take our guns away forever. But just, you know, in the last probably, what, five or six years, women have gotten involved in guns. Mm -hmm. And I have not met a woman that doesn't like guns. And the ones that do like guns, they're doers. You guys just do stuff. (laughs) You know, it's true. We're a type personality for sure. Right. But we would not be having any issues with gun control if the women would have been involved back in the 70s because we're opening, you guys are opening doors right now. You're you're fighting this gun control and you're winning. They they don't know it yet, but that you're winning because your voice isn't 
you know, you don't just keep it to yourself. You go out there and do something, right? And it's right. amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, um, it's it's amazing all the women that participate in these events now. And, you know, the class that I took this weekend, it was 22 students and four of them were women. Um, and so you're just seeing more and more. And, and I really like going to these trainings because I usually am sometimes the only female. And it's very empowering to me because if you had told, I mean, I was a wallflower in high school and junior high. I mean, I very shy, very quiet. And if you had told me that I'd be going to these training exercises and classes with just men by myself, driving, flying, whatever, I'd been like, that's, that's crazy. I would never do that. So, you know, it's empowering to, to, to be the only female sometimes and, and, you know, and have the same skills or better than most of the men. It's, it's, it's very, it's very um, exciting. That's fantastic. So, um, you know, there is a difference between practicing and actually training. And I've already heard you in this conversation say that you were stretching yourself to, you know, take Tom Givens's, you know, top level training course. Um, and that is learning new skills and honing the skills you already have. Right. So what, you know, a scale of one to 10, how important is it not just to practice, but to train? So practicing to me is when we go to the range, we shoot a paper target. Um, you know, this is what we see all the time. We see people in the range and they go get their target and they're just like, you know, just trying to hit the bullseye, whatnot. Um, but training is mental, right? It's a lot of mental training as well. You have to be in it mentally and you have to know what your goal is when you go, because when you go to the range, you should have a goal. You should have a goal of what drill am I going to practice specifically on today? I'm not just going to go and shoot the bullseye. I'm going to go and I'm going to try to train to a specific drill. Mm -hmm. And that is the difference. Um, when we go to these outdoor ranges, you know, where we can move and shoot, um, not at the same time, but, you know, move around, then that is a different type of training because that gets us out of our element because mm -hmm. we can shoot a paper target all day and it's not going to create that adrenaline. It's not going to create that anxiety that it would if you were involved in a real altercation, perhaps. So it's important for us to create environments to which we stress ourselves a little bit and we get mm -hmm. out of our comfort zone. And to me, that's yeah. true training because in real life, when you're presented with someone perhaps wanting to hurt you, mm -hmm. are you going to know what to do in those three to five seconds that statistically mm -hmm. that's where they occur? Are you going to know what to do in those three to five seconds to protect yourself or your family? Um, and most people, when they are attacked, they freeze, right? They freeze. They think this can't be happening. This guy does. Why would he want to hurt me? Right. They don't care. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you live. Mm -hmm. So when I go to these training classes, I'm really out of my comfort zone. My stress level this weekend was at a 10. I mean, <laughs> super stressed and because it's a test and Tom Gibbons is, you know, he's a master and he, you know, um, He's very intimidating and you just want to please him. And you just are like, I just want to do good. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, so it, it definitely puts me out of my comfort zone. And I realized this weekend that I need to put myself under stress more often so that 
I get used to it. Because you own a small business. You already got enough stress, <laughs> right? Come on. It's a different kind of stress, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So much. So I do. I think that's really important for people to have a specific goal in mind. Um, when they go to the range, I would, I would highly recommend that. Yeah, Cheryl tells me all the time when she goes for training, yeah. am I worthy? Can I do this? And I'm so worried. I need to go shoot before I go there mm -hmm. because you guys want to do the best you can, mm -hmm. you know? And you want everybody to know you're good at it too, right? Yeah, well, I don't, you know, we have a brand, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, like cast a negative shadow on our brand because maybe I didn't perform as well as I could have or should have, whatever should means, right? I have a friend who says, don't should on yourself, right? <laughs> Stop shooting <laughs> on yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah. so uh, when you teach, uh, what do you most like teaching? Do you, do you like, you know, uh, the, sh the walking shooting drills, the moving shooting drills? Is it really just kind of the fine motor skills? Cause you talked about, I love that analogy between piano, teaching piano, playing piano and the skills involved in, in shooting firearms, beautiful analogy. So what do you like to teach the most? I would say, um, I love teaching beginners, of course. Um, probably my most popular class at Buck and Doe's is uh, the Women's Shooting 101. Um, that's usually pretty full. Uh, and with my beginners, you know, like you were just saying, women are perfectionists, right? We want to be the best. Um, so when my students go to the range, we spend the majority of our time in the classroom first because I can teach them how to manipulate their firearm, how to, you know, learn all the safety rules in a non-intimidating environment where they can hear me. And then we really just go to the range the last 20, 30 minutes to practice what they've already learned in the classroom so that they feel confident. And when I put up a target, it's not a standard target. I literally just give them a piece of paper, you know, whatever, you know, color piece of paper. And I'm like, we're just gonna shoot the paper. That's mm -hmm. all we care about. Because if I give them a bullseye to yeah. begin with, they're going to be stressing out about hitting the bullseye. Right. And so I want them to start off with, let's just get the fundamentals. Let's make sure that you understand how to press the trigger correctly. Your sights are in alignment. And then we'll move into other, you know, drills and things with fun shapes and colors and pretty designs. So uh, that's what I predominantly teach. And then I also enjoy teaching the USCCA uh, defensive shooting fundamentals class. Um, I only take about five or six students and we are on the range the entire time shooting uh, quite a few rounds because it's drill after drill after drill of doing what your body would do normally in an altercation. You know, how, how would you react? Mm -hmm. um, so, and it's learning to draw from the holster. And so that class is really, and we even do like a scenario drill where I set them up in their hat, like the pretend house. You know, and there's an intruder. What are you going to do? And it wow. really gets them out of their comfort zone because they just look at me like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, I don't know. There's someone banging on your door and they're, they're about to point a gun at you. What do you think you need to do? You know, and <laughs> then awesome. so it gets them thinking about it. So, so again, what we're doing is we're creating a slideshow in their brain so yes. that um, if, you know, you know how people say when you die, you see your life flashes before your eyes. Mm -hmm. 
what I have heard is that that happens because your brain is trying to recollect anything in its past that will help you solve the situation. So what we are doing when we're training defensively is we're creating a slideshow in our brain that if something were to happen, we can go, I know what to do. I know what to do. I've been through this. Yeah. And that's essentially, and, and you can do that, not just by live training, but, you know, watching videos, mm-hmm. watching videos um, about defensive scenarios, um, mm-hmm. that will also build that um, ability to form those slides. So I, I really agree with that, Carrie. You know, I don't have a whole lot of training, but years ago I was arm robbed and um, I didn't even know what happened, but my body just took over. Mm-hmm. And the training does that for you. It's just like when you get a car, you don't think about stepping on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. You just step on the gas pedal. You just step on the brake. You you don't really tell your brain to do it. The brain already does it. And I think that that training really helps with that. And so you get them, you need to get them a little nervous and, and uh, afraid of what they're doing to not afraid, but you know, aware, yeah. I guess, yeah. because it does help because your mind will take over. You don't, you don't have to do anything. It will take care of it which is why it's so important, right? To train right. the steps and the mental um, muscle memory, right. like a better term, but muscle memory to know, because most of the time when people die in an altercation is because they can't find their gun. Yeah. Where's my gun? Yeah. Because right. they, they digging around in their purse, whatnot, you know, yeah. you have to train with how you carry because at that moment you're going to freeze and you're going to have to react. So right. That's Boy, what to- that's the truth. Yeah. So um, the, the, whatever this thing is that we call the Second Amendment community, right? Um, you know, a lot of times people say, well, there's no actual community in the Second Amendment movement because we are so diverse, come from so many different backgrounds. The DC Project is a perfect example of that. We have women from all across the political spectrum, every age, every background, every state. Um, every region across the nation. Um, but let's, let's call it a community for right now, right? Mm-hmm. We often talk in that community about knowing our why, right? Why do we carry? Why do we uh, study our constitution? Whatever our whys are, what is your why for being involved in an organization like the DC Project? Well, first of all, I truly believe in our second amendment rights, of course. Um, And it's so scary what's happening these days that we now more than ever need community like this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I also believe that God opens doors and closes doors in our life. And for me, God opened the door for the DC project. You know, I will be totally truthful. I I don't remember government very well from high school. Mm -hmm. And and this has been, and I've only been the project director for what, six, eight months. So I am learning myself what to do and how to do it. And it's, it's a very, um, it's been, it's been, you know, challenging in that respect, just figuring out, you know, how the legislator works, uh, when are they in office? Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm an educator, like I said, that's my, that's where my heart is. And so my why for the most part would be because I love to educate. And this is just another form of education because of course DC project believes in more education, less legislation, 
So, um, but definitely I'm working around a learning curve on, on the government process. So it's been, it's been, it's been good. I like it. Absolutely. I think we all are. Um, and when I talk to, cause I'm the state director for Arizona for the DC project. And when I talk to my new members, my new delegates that are coming in, uh, and many of us are like deer in headlights, you know, well, when, like you said, when is legislature even in session? you know, and what are the rules and regulations for interacting with our elected officials? You know, I don't know if there's rules and regulations, but there's some protocols, you know, uh, communicating respectfully first and foremost, so that our voice can be heard and not just discounted as some ranting individual. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I try to stress to my members and delegates, I'm learning just like you are, because I had the same uh, government classes in high school that I was dozing off on in, right? And was what it felt We all like. must have had the same teacher. I think. And which <laughs> Cheryl, is- Cheryl, you're way above me though. You're like a, you're way up high <laughs> as far as the learning. I mean, I can only try to get up to your level. But she wasn't well, three years ago. That's true. That's she wasn't. True. It's I been mean, a process. Yeah, but we've and, all been through it. And I appreciate that very much, but it's, it becomes a passion because just like you're saying with the firearms training, you, you were completely disconnected from it. And then once you got into it, you realized the importance of it. You, you realized um, that you could be effective at it. And so it's that same kind of thing for me is I'm just, I have this thirst, this hunger for learning. And even this show, even gun freedom radio was a vehicle to, to teach me and my audience at the same time. So I bring on a subject matter expert like yourself, you're a trainer, you're an expert in that area. You know, things that I have no idea about. And so, you know, as I'm learning from you, everybody gets to learn at the same time. So, um, I, do, I, I love want, that. thank you. I don't want anybody sitting on the sidelines going, I couldn't, I don't know how to talk to my legislator. Well, I didn't either. Carrie didn't either, but now we do. And we're still learning. Yeah. Um, what would you say, even though you are still uh, pretty new at being the state director, but holy cow, thank you so much for stepping up, right? You could have said, I don't know how to do this. I can't be the state director, but you were like, yeah, watch this. I can. Thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, what would you say are the three most important things you do as the state director of Texas? Uh, well, again, I've just started, so it's kind of new, but I'm going to kind of just lump it all together. You know, the, the first thing that I did right out of the gate was recruit, right? I'm recruiting delegates. Um, and that has been my biggest thing. And, you know, Texas, of course, is pretty, you know, we're gun friendly state. So we, you know, I had a huge list of potential delegates. So I went through all of those and now I have a core group of about, I guess, 27 women, um, and always, you know, gaining more all the time, but that was probably the most important thing on the outset was gaining those delegates mm-hmm. and then figuring out, okay, when does session meet? You know, when do we need to get ready for that? Which is not till 2023 for us here in Texas. Um, and then what can we do? How can we make a difference? You know, even the small things. So when I first started out, I took the delegates that I had at the time and we went to Austin State Capitol wearing our teal shirts because as we, you know, as delegates or as directors, we understand that the Moms Demand Action Group with the red shirts were trying to be a counter visual uh, and a counter voice to them. So we went to the Capitol just on a beautiful day and wore our shirts 
and there wasn't anybody in session or anyone to talk to, but it was great because we got to just walk around and see what this, what is all encompassing in this building and where do we want to go in the future and, you know, just kind of get a baseline of where we're at. So that was the first thing that I did. And, um, and then I'm just continuing, you know, to try to find opportunities. Uh, we are actually getting ready. We're going to have a fundraiser, a DC Project fundraiser, June 3rd, and it's going to be a clay shooting event in Dallas, Texas at the Elm Fork Gun Range. Uh, that's Friday, June 3rd. And so we're already in uh, hopes of finding some great sponsors for that. And I plan, I had, and I've already had a really great response from my delegates that they want to come out and volunteer. And we're going to be, you know, setting up the stations, driving around, handing out waters and having lunch and, and all of that good stuff. So that's what's on the calendar as of now. And since that time, I've also done a couple of booths where I've just, you know, represented DC project at certain expos and things like that. And I've had a good response and, you know, it's, it's getting that speech down, right? It's, it's saying, yeah. okay, here's who we are, here's what we yeah. do. And then teaching that to my delegates. So I look forward to, you know, having more opportunities with them to go to the Capitol when people are actually in session. But in the meantime, I'm still encouraging them, try to go visit your legislators in your district um, at their offices, go just say hi. And you just can say, hey, if you need my support or you need my help with anything, um, we're here to help you. If you have any questions, if you wanna you know, utilize some of our personal stories because isn't that what's most important, right? We talk about that a lot about personal stories and putting those stories in front of the legislator uh, mm -hmm. so that they understand these are real women with real heartbreaking stories mm -hmm. that um, you know, the second amendment could have an effect on whether they survive or not to that capacity. So mm. I think that's important. Very well said. So again, you know, it, it, this is uh, just the beginning of your journey to be the state director in Texas. And you've already done so much. I mean, wow, honestly, and 27 women, that's very respectable. We have 30 districts here in Arizona and so the goal is, you know, one woman from each legislative district, mm -hmm. at least one woman. And um, I've only filled about half of my uh, districts with a, a delegate, with a member so far. Um, but, you know, it, it is a journey and you, you'll have, you know, mm -hmm. a, a surge forward and then you have a few people kind of, oh, they get busy with life and they fall sure. away. Um, what would you say it has been your biggest triumph? and your biggest frustration so far? Well, I would kind of go back to my frustration being knowing when the legislator is gonna be in office and figuring the governmental process out, right? That's first and foremost, that's been the most frustrating. Uh, luckily, you know, the DC project, uh, Robin and Diana and all those women have, directors have done a great job of, of educating us and giving us information to utilize. So we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. We're just yeah. trying to, create uh, some commonalities uh, between all of us that we're all sharing the same information and the same, um, you know, flyers, brochures, whatnot, so forth. And so, and, and I, with the triumph, I think the biggest one is just the amount of support that I've seen from my delegates and people wanting to be a part of this. And also having my assistant director, Allison Adams, uh, she's amazing. She's my very good friend and personal mentor. Um, and she's really uh, well-versed in the legislative process. So she has come on board and is 
that's a huge triumph to have her on my side. And in fact, she just bought a little uh, miniature, it looks like a little mini pickup or something. It's got like the dump dirt where it dumps, you know, dirt or whatever. But anyway, she painted it teal. So we're gonna paint that and we're gonna take that to all the different fundraisers and things that we go to. So she's been definitely um, an asset to, to this program. Yeah, and that's it, it's relationships, it's collaborating, it's bringing uh, community together. That is everything. And it's letting um, your legislature see what you're doing too. Because, you know, the, the one with the strongest voice is getting heard and they're doing what they want them to do. And the us, the minority, or, no, the majority that's mm -hmm. silent, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not hearing us because we're right. not talking. Right. So you guys, another thing, women, they just, <laughs> they just know how to do that. <laughs> women yes. women lead the path that goes back to the biblical days you know the women set everything up and they organized the pathway and then the men just went and did it that's so yeah. true yeah. it is that teamwork right yes. all right well this has been awesome and uh later today i get to be on your podcast tell folks about your podcast so my podcast is licensed to carry with the, you know, like back there in the background, licensed with the number two, K-A-R-I, uh, licensed to carry. And it's available on all platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, um, whatnot. But I, I really just started it like a month ago or a month and a half ago. So uh, my last interview that I just did was with Tatiana Whitlock, who's a nationally recognized uh, firearms trainer in her own right. And uh so yeah, so it's just gotten started. And then I also just launched my YouTube channel and again, under License to Carry. And that has been really fun because we are, you know, doing video productions on all different topics, you know, carrying concealed. The latest one I just did was uh, for beginners to pick out, you know, some, some recommendations for beginner handguns. And I go over the different models and um, show you how they shoot and so forth. And and so uh, that's hoping to put out a new podcast, YouTube, about every two weeks. Uh, you can find all of these also on my website at licensedtocarry.com, and as well as my calendar training that I provide um, and all that good stuff. You are a busy, busy lady. And I love the play on your own name that you used. Your name is spelled K-A-R-I, as you said, licensed to carry in that way. So clever. I love it. All my right. <laughs> What's that? My daughter came up with it. Oh, I love it. So um, how old are your kids? Are they into the shooting sports yet? That No, none of them. My husband, my daughters, no one cares. Uh, but <laughs> you know, they're like, mom's gone again. And uh, so they're 21, 18 and 12. And my oldest is getting married next month. Um, so yeah, I can't believe that's happening, but so they've all, I've trained them all. They've all had lessons. They've all come to my class and they've all three shot. And so, um, you know, I make sure that they understand how it works and, and all that. So, but well, I would love it if they would come with me and join me in some matches and stuff. That would be so fun. Absolutely. Well, you are leading by example. And I have to believe that at some point uh, you're going to get your wish. Um, our you know, it happened to me. Um, my dad was really into uh, fighting for, you know, gun rights. And I was a teenager and, you know, I'd help him print flyers and stuff, but I really didn't get involved in it. I thought, you know, nothing's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then he passes away and, and I see all this stuff happening. And it's just like, 
I was told to do it. It's like God said, no, you need to get out there and finish what your dad started. And so Cheryl and I did. So, you know, you're influencing them now that yeah. you may not be, they may not be showing it, but they're, they're seeing what you do. True story. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you for that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, Ms. Carrie, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for spending this time with us today. And uh, I do uh, look forward to watching your journey. You are a force to be reckoned with in all the best ways. And uh, I'm excited to know you. Ms. Oh, Carrie. well, thank you. It's been a pleasure being on your show and a pleasure meeting uh, your husband for the first time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I look forward to having you on my podcast as well. And I surely appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Right back at you. God bless Miss Carrie Grayson. Talk okay. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Why is that? Women are amazing. We're, I guess we, we're natural networkers. Yeah. Right. But we didn't know that back We're in the seventies. community builders. What happened? Um, and, you and know, I think I, I, we I'm, were in the field. I mean, I think we were involved in firearms, we, but we didn't realize maybe the importance of being so vocal. Well, back in, I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the ones, but in the seventies, women didn't do guns, and you know, they were good at networking and getting families together and keeping the family close, mm -hmm. friends, cousins, and all that. My mom was fantastic with it. Mm -hmm. If we'd have only known mm -hmm. the power that women have mm -hmm. back then, yeah. we wouldn't be in the position we're in today. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, but I also know that this huge push against our constitutional rights, our bill of rights that I can identify mostly under the Obama administration that huge push, that's what made me speak up. Mm -hmm. I got tired of being mischaracterized and having no say in it and feeling like, well, no, I, I know what I believe, but I had trouble articulating it. Right. And so then the, the journey of learning and speaking out began. And so I think that um, when our threats come under so much pressure, it just causes more people to go, wait right. a minute. So there you was know, more crime. I am not even on the fence about this, but why am I not telling anybody how I feel? Right. So, so there was more crime. Mm -hmm. And so uh, many victims were women and they go, I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to protect myself. And they get a firearm, they get instruction, they get firearm. And then they start talking and they start telling their friends and they start taking the friends shooting mm -hmm all the things. And I think that, you know, you're right during the Obama administration. And then with all the crime, you know, people, well, just even with the COVID thing, mm -hmm. we had what, 2 million, 3 million new gun owners. Way more than that. Yeah. But even in our store alone, oh, yeah. we had thousands that yeah. came in that never owned a gun before. Right. And what got them involved? Crime. They wanted to fight crime. They wanted to defend themselves from crime. Right. And so now these people are going to talk and you know, pretty soon, you know, we're going to be overwhelmed with people that are trying to keep our rights. And that's good. It is a good thing. It's terrible that we have to be kind of shoved in a corner before we finally, right. you know, do realize the importance. But at least we are seeing that people do realize the importance. 
right? And before it's too nobody late. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Right. right? Before it's too late, too. That's the thing. <laughs> All right. Before, yeah. Well, we have got to wrap up and head on out of here. But thank you so much to Happy Trails to you. It, that song might be copyrighted. But that's what you were doing. You're, you're sounding like we're getting hey, see you all later. We're going to ride in the sunset. That's right. That's right. But, you know, Google and all of those search engines, they have like these these bots that if you play a song that is copyrighted and you don't have rights to it, they'll either suppress or or won't another play. right you're taking away from me telling you. Well, but you could say the right is of the person who owns the song. No, you can sing a song. You can't play their song, but you can sing a song. I suppose that's true. Because now we're the original I, artist. Although. You're the original right, artist. Although I sounded that. better than what they said. <laughs> yeah. That they did. Yeah, that. So. All anyway. right. Thank you so much to uh, Carrie Grayson yes. for all you do. You're awesome. You are a rising star and I am blessed to know you. Thank you so much to all of our amazing listeners all over the globe when you spend your time with us that is meaningful then when yep. you take these stories that that our subject matter experts have shared on here into your spheres of influence that's everything thank you so much for that um and you know reach out to us let us know if there's something that we haven't covered that you want us to cover or something we did talk about you want to dig deeper into our guests that you want to invite on the show how would they do that cheryl they would do that by going to our email address which is the word talk because what do we do here we talk right well she talks that's true <laughs> i do a lot of that talk at gunfreedomradio.com send us an email or reach out to us on our um direct messaging on any of the social media platforms we are gun freedom radio on all of them twitter and facebook and instagram uh, so please reach out to us also um thank you to the people that are involved in doing the the protection of our rights whether they're in office right whether they are a citizen who will never run for office or the citizen who is stepping into running for office. Right. We have a lot of people doing that for the first time because we've been shoved into a corner. At least we feel we have been. Um, so uh, on that note, I want to say until next time, I want us to pray for our nation. Oh, you know what I forgot to say is how can people watch this episode or any of our other episodes? They can go to YouTube gun streamer or the obsolene smartphone app if you want to watch the video version subscribe click the on demand i mean the the um, notifications uh button but if you want to listen because maybe you're out for a bike ride or a long car ride you only want the audio go to our website what if gun i wanted to binge listen to my hot content darling then you would go to gunfreedomradio.com click the on demand tab if you want to learn more about any of our guests go to the guest tab that is a huge resource that is ever growing of subject matter experts and when you spend time there you don't hate that no. right all right now until next time please pray for our nation pray for our leaders people who are supposed to be our representatives maybe some have lost their way right Let's maybe pray even for the ones that we don't like very much maybe especially for the ones that we feel have lost their way and we don't like very much. 
Yeah, that's right. what I say. That's what Dan says. That's your motto in life, right, babe? That's what I say. <laughs> All right, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.